Class is in session. The Daily Target starts right now. And welcome to this edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares Reyes, and this is the Daily Target for Saturday, January 22nd, 2022. Hey guys, so um, <laughs> let me just talk about a few things here. Um, there's going to be more to come, but let me talk about something that I find that is painfully obvious. The perpetrators are always trying to control somebody's life and it's just like go on with your life okay I'm just so tired of this control I'm supposed to do this I better do that I need to do this I need to do that I don't need anybody trying to control my life because I control my own life okay so with that being said there are some people that are sitting here saying, thinking that the, the, uh, there's some former neighbors that I ran into that are nothing but trouble, nothing but liars, nothing but backstabbers, nothing but two-faced people that I choose not to deal with, okay? And if I choose not to get involved with somebody, that is my choice. I don't, I'm so tired of people asking me, do you have a Facebook? Do you have a phone number? And it's like, why are you asking me that? And I'm going to tell you the answer to that. The reason why they're asking me for that information is because my former handler, she's not on the phone talking to me and keeping up with everything that I'm doing and, and the conversations, all the calls are being recorded. And that's the reason why that they're, they're trying to get somebody else, random strangers, they're all perpetrators or people that they feel that I'm going to be close to, open up to and be on the phone recording every single thing because the police department is telling them to do that. Do you honestly think that I'm going to be stupid enough to fall for some shit like that? I mean, like, what are people thinking about? So my handler is, it you know, dropped her, dropped her. Well, technically, technically she left on her own because she's the one that 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 left, um, stopped talking to me once I found out what she was about. But it's like, you know, folks, I'm just like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do this. You know, I don't need anybody in my life trying to control me and trying to tell me what to do, because that's exactly what these people are trying to do. I'm not going to sit here and permit this. I'm not going to allow it. It's not going to happen. And so on top of all of that, it's like, I know one of the people, I guess, I don't know if this person is trying to be the new handler or be the new person that's, that's the driving force. I'm not done with it. I'm not, I, excuse me, I'm not, I'm not dealing with, with you on this level because I know this, you know, this person, he loves to contro control everything. You're not going to control me. That's not, that's never going to happen. You know, you control your girlfriend and, and, and basically she's the puppet and you're the one that's pulling her strings, but that doesn't work with me. You know, so, um, but some people, like I said, they can't control their own lives and they try to control the lives of us targeted individuals. 
and they need to be worried about more about themselves. But again, you know, these two people, obviously they're getting paid to infiltrate me and everything. And then what, something what was really interesting to me was that, you know, they said, oh, why don't you come to our house and, and this and that? And it's like, no, I don't need to come to your house for anything. I don't need to go over there, you know, uh, get out of the house. It's like, well, how, how would you even know that I'm even in my house all the time? Unless somebody is telling you that. If I want to park my, park my ass in my house and I find never leave that is my choice if I never decide to leave what why why is everybody worried about me being in my house why is everybody worried about what I'm doing worry about what's going on with you it's none of your business why if I if I want to stay in my house all day and never come out I have that right you know unless they're up to something you know I don't need to go to your house I don't need to to be involved with you in 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 that way I'm doing my own thing you do your own thing but I think that's what they're trying to do they're just trying to find somebody to 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 pick up the slack oh we can hang out I don't need to hang out with you no I don't need to hang out with anybody I'm cool I am cool no love interest no 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 I don't need any friends because like I said I already know how this program is fixed okay but they were sent out to do these things, you know, um, I'm good. I am doing just fine. I got a lot of other, other stuff to work on. And, and like I said, now it's, it's okay to get out of the house. It's okay to do what you got to do and everything. Um, I, if I isolate, I'm, I'm okay with isolating by myself. I don't have a problem being alone. That is not never been an issue with me. Okay. If I just live this private life, and I just take my dog out to go play, and then I'm coming back in the house, and you don't see me anymore. I have that right. But the problem with these people is they need to stay in their own lane. That's just what they need to do. We'll be right back. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. And so we're back. And so basically it's like, this is like, I've already, already identified the situation. I know what's going on. I, I know this is one of the people that have come through the house. It's like, huh? like people, <laughs> they honestly think I'm just like, like really dumb. They think I'm really stupid. They think I don't know what's going on. You know, these people are nothing but trouble. They were trouble when they were here. They're, they're trouble now. They're no different than any of any other perps. No difference, you know? But like I said, just, you know, I, I don't, I don't need you up my ass. I don't, I don't need none of that. You know, I'm, I'm doing fine by myself. I'm good. You know, uh, my roommate is out for a while, so I'm good. You know, I'm just really just trying to just collect myself and think about things. And, you know, I don't need to be hanging around a whole bunch of people or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, when you become targeted, sometimes it's just, you know, it's better to, I mean, I understand that, you know, they get rid of people out of your life. They try to isolate you and seclude you and all that other stuff. But at the same time, it's it's really not that bad because then you don't have to worry about who can I or somebody, you know, you you trusting, you opening up to and then they just turn on you and get all your information because that's what they're trying to do with me. You know, sorry to sound redundant, but it just makes me so mad that 
you know, that these people, they don't think that I know that, you know, that, that this person's working for the cops. You know, I've seen you on TV, you know, so I'm just like done with all that. I, I'm so done with it. But yeah, so what they have to understand is that, you know, everybody, we all need our space. Everybody needs their space. I don't, I don't, like I said, you know, I don't need forced friendships. I don't need uh, anybody trying to barge their way in my life like that, you know, because I already know these people very, very well. I know what they're about. I don't want none of that negativity around me. I don't want none of that drama, you know, and all this other stuff. And then um, there's going to be comments made. Um, you know, sexually suggested comments that are going to be made about me or somebody, he's going to compliment me or something. And, and I, I just don't want to, you know, I, I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, it, cause I know there's some other stuff going on, uh, behind the scenes that, that my roommate picked up on and I, I don't want any part of that. You know, I just, I just don't. Okay. Something else I want to talk about real quick. Um, my roommate, uh, was telling me that, you know, he likes movies like Terminator and Predator and all that other stuff. <laughs> and that is fine. But I told him, I think he said that when his daughter was two years old, he took her to go see Predator at two years old. And I'm like, don't you think that's a little young for a child to be watching Predator and Terminator? It was not Predator, it was Terminator, actually. Uh, Terminator. I'm like, that's just kind of young, you know, I, I, maybe if the, she was six or seven or something of that nature. I mean, this is a child, you know, she should be, you know, learning how to say her ABCs and she should be learning how to count and all that other stuff. Are you going to uh, indoctrinate a child with Terminator? It's like, wow, you know, and he was like, oh, well, it wasn't it. And it wasn't, you know, yeah, it is a, a creepy movie, you know, but still and all, I think it's a little grown up, you know, and you just never know, but uh, he made a big fuss about that, and the daughter didn't seem to be affected by it, but, you know, children are still growing and developing, and, you know, if they want to play with Barbies and all this, let them have a, 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 you know, normal childhood, but I guess because of the way he was raised, he feels that, okay, well, this is how I'm going to raise my, my kids, you know, and to each his own, everybody has to do whatever they, they want to do, but it was kind of like, uh, it, it was just kind of like, kind of kind of made me a little upset uh no you don't have kids no i don't have children but i i would know not to show them a two-year-old you know uh such an uh you know grown-up film like that when they should be watching blues clues or or something of that nature learning you know they're still you know the age of um from the age of one to the age of five they're still developing this you know these are you know critical years in their life let let a child let a you know, let a, let it, um, a baby, it's a baby, let a baby be a baby, you know, they'll get to see Terminator later on, why do you need to show that to them now, but that turned into an argument, and, and a debate, and I was like, oh my god, you know, like, here we go again, can't agree on anything, and it's like, mister, I'm always right, and Sierra, you are always wrong, we gotta pay some bills, we'll be right back. Watching. She likes the way I 
right, let's shift gears here for a second. So I'm going to talk about something else here uh, really quickly. So one of the things I noticed that um, I noticed that every time there's a person who's working the the uh, concierge um, and I start talking to them um, a lot or uh, somebody sees me out there talking, I notice that um, Pack Rat, <laughs> which is one of my my neighbors, everybody has nicknames and everything. Uh, they feel, she feels like threatened by this or whatever. Like, I don't know. She feels so threatened that I'm talking to some guy and it's like, bitch, you know, I'm, I'm just because you see me talking to a guy for a long time. First of all, I'm not flirting. I'm not picking up on the guy. I'm not, you know, or whatever, whatever. And, you know, I don't talk to nobody over here. I don't, I'm not interested in none of these neighborhood perps. Because everybody here who's working here is a damn perp. Everybody who's a neighbor is a perp. That's just what it is. And second of all, the guy was African-American. And I'm not into black men anyway. But in her mind, that's what she's thinking. She's like, let me, you know, um, let me beat her to the punchline and this and that. And, you know, my roommate obviously um, still has, you know, some. uh, He also has the same kind of thought process. Thinking that I'm just because I'm out here talking to somebody for a long time. That means that. I'm picking up on him, and it's like, get out of here. It's like, I'm not even thinking like that. That's the way you all think. You know, it's just so stupid. It's just so crazy. But uh, I, I just thought that was funny because I was talking to somebody else before uh, in the same manner, and uh, she kept, like, showing herself out there, kept walking by, you know, trying to see what we were talking about or interrupt or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I, I'm not playing a love connection. That's what That's in your mind that you think because – you're a whore like that and you get to sleep around with this person, that person, whatever. Believe me, I have seen you. I've seen these men that you are with. Believe me. And I know that you use, you know, that you're a loose woman. So I already know what that's about. Now let's talk about this. Uh, so my roommate gets out of detox. Okay. Remember the last segment I told you guys, I said that he, they said that he would probably, probably need a liver transplant. Um, uh, or that um, he has cirrhosis of the liver and all that other stuff, right? And they said if he doesn't stop drinking, that could possibly end his life. So I'm just like, okay, well, y- you know, he tells me that, okay, I'm going to go into detox and I'm going to I'm gonna come out normal and I'm not going to drink no more and all this other stuff, with the stuff that I've been hearing like over and over and over and over and over and over. For six years, I've been hearing that, seven years rather. Seven years, I've been hearing him say that over and over and over and nothing has changed. So here's what he does. You know, he comes back out of detox. He's been there a week. He comes back falling down, tripping and stumbling and all that other stuff. Can't keep his balance. Can't stand up right. Knocking into things. And I'm just like, really? You know, at, at first I thought, okay, maybe it was a medication because he said he was taking 600 milligrams of Ketiapin, which is a sleeping medication. But it was not the medication, you know, because I'm like, no. And so he was like, oh, well, why don't you be happy for me? And why don't you support me? And, and I'm like, I have for seven years, I've been, been your friend and helping you through. But again, like I told him, I said, if you're not dealing with it, first of all, the, the, the key to stopping is for you to just acknowledge the fact that this is not something that you want to do anymore. You know, you have to, you have to acknowledge the fact that, Hey, I want to stop drinking. I'm going to be done with it. All the money that you blowing on alcohol, you know, um, it, this is just ludicrous. It's, it's ridiculous. So, um, you're never going to amount to be anything if you keep doing this. So, um, 
I suspected that he was drinking. I wasn't sure. I wasn't, you know, but I kind of knew he was. And I needed proof. So I I just happened to um, pick up his coat. And apparently he must have forgot that he put a beer in his coat. And sure enough, there was a beer in his coat. And I'm like, okay, you sat there and talked all that shit about, I'm not going to drink no more. And this is not going to happen. And I'm going to be normal and yada, 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 yada. And you don't want to go to rehab. You say rehab doesn't work. You sit over here and you say that a detox does work, but apparently it doesn't work because you wouldn't get out drinking. Then, you know, two days later, you know, he drinks and drinks and drinks. I don't know how much he had to drink, but, you know, he must have had a lot because, you know, um, two beers is not going to make you stumble and fall. You you must have drank a lot. So um, then he calls 911 and I'm like, boy, if you don't take your gabapentin and go to bed and take all the me- prescribed medication the way you're supposed to take it and go to bed, you know, the hospital, what, what do you want the hospital to do for you that you can't do on your own? Because he doesn't want to do nothing by himself. Everybody has to help him with everything. It's just ridiculous. And I'm just like, oh, this is too much. And so um, the hospital, all they're going to do, they're going to send you over there and going to give you some IV hydration and, and maybe stabilize you. And that's really much, they're not going to keep you like the hospital and the detox are like his second home. So um, that's just kind of where he's at at this moment. I'm just like, I just can't, I can't deal. I'm trying to do so much right now. And, and I'm just, I'm tired of this. I'm, I really am. I'm, I'm tired of putting up with it, but it's, it's hard. It's, it's really, really difficult and alcohol withdrawals. Um, obviously that, that really sucks, but I'm trying to just, you know, be a good friend and not just run away when there's a troubled person. We'll be right back. So I was like telling him, I was like, you need to go and you need to, you need to figure out something about what you're going to do. Cause you know, he doesn't want to go to get, get any, he doesn't want to go to uh, like AA, AA meetings. He doesn't want to go to any kind of therapy. He doesn't feel like he needs it. He feels like, okay, well basically I'm going to work the system. I'm going to drink and drink and drink and drink. And whenever I feel like going to detox, I'm just going to go to detox. Cause technically he's not really going there for detox because you know, you're going, you're, if you're, if you are coming out of detox with a beer in your hand, you're not going there for detox. You're going there to get medication. That's what he's going there for. You know, he's, you know, relapsing, 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 you know, there's no structure, there's no order and all of that, you know? So, um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, like, I'm like, you're not willing to get it together. You know, uh, I've said this in numerous podcasts and like, you want to go to detox you know, you know, that's not helping you. You say rehab is not helping you. Well, detox is not helping you either. So why go? Why go? You're just, you're, you're going for the medication. That's what you're going to go for. You know, you're you're telling me that you're going to come out normal. No, you're not coming out normal because you're coming out drinking. That doesn't make any sense. So, and, um, I'm surprised they haven't caught on to that, but he's just, you know, he wants to be babied and pampered. And when he went into detox, he was talking about like, oh, well, uh, well, this place has DVDs and it's nice and they give you stuff to do and they got good food and this and that. And it's like, you're not there for the aesthetics. 
you know, the, the, the beautifying aesthetics of the place you're there to, to, uh, to get better. But again, that, that's just, that is detox is not the, 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 um, the situation here. Detox is not the answer to stop drinking. Okay. That is not going to help you. You're, you're not going there to get detoxed because like I said, if you were doing, if you're going to go to get detox, you wouldn't come out drinking, you know? Um, but that's just, he's, he's going to detox only because he says that they give you medications. He's had medications that stopped him from drinking, but he always goes back to drinking. Then he wants to sit here and blame me. He said, oh, well, stuff like this, you make me want to drink. I can't make you do anything. I can't make you do anything that you don't want to do. Or, or or make you do do something that you want to do rather. I, I can't make you make you drink. You just like to drink, and you always have to have a jumping off point or something or another, or have somebody to blame to say, "Oh, well, this person made me do this." No, I don't think so. Now let's talk about his racial prejudice. Okay, so my roommate has a problem. Um, I think he has a bias and a hatred towards black people. He is Latino. And I can't call that racism because it's not racism because he's a minority just like me. But um, I've known him for seven years and all this stuff that I'm hearing about, you know, um, about black people is really shocking and surprising uh, coming from someone who is a, a similar ethnic minority. But his entire family, apparently, they were raised to be prejudiced against black people. I've heard mom make some derogatory comments and then he was on the phone talking to his sister and I was like um you know I said hi how are you and he said oh my sister said what's up my n-word and I was like let me go take the dog for a walk you know luckily he's got to go and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna read you for filth for using that word that expletive you know, that is, I don't find that funny. I don't find that entertaining. And she kind of really didn't say anything. You know, um, I was really surprised. I mean, racial expletives are are not funny. You know, if I would have called you something out of your name, you would be upset. You know, you would, you would be infuriated with me. And he doesn't have nothing, to, nothing bad to say about Hispanic people. Uh, he has nothing to say bad about white people. But uh, apparently black people, again, his mother, the way that she was raised, according to him, this is what she told him, that she was gang raped by five black guys. So she hated black people after that. And I don't know what that situation is, but one of the the children um, that he called her a monkey because she had darker, a darker skin complexion. And I was like, okay, well, um, that is not okay. So that's, that's just, you know, that's a, a term, derogatory term used to describe African-American people. So I don't know what the deal is. And, and you can't sit here and say that, oh, well, I'm, I'm not prejudiced. Um, I dated a black girl before, you know, you can't say that, you know? Um, and I just wish that I would have known this a long time ago before I even got myself involved, uh, with him at the time, because had I known that I probably, would not have even considered dating him. You know, all this stuff just came out all of a sudden. And like I say, he's called me the N word before. Um, but 
you know, I just thought he was only just saying it to be inflammatory. Now, I've been in an interracial marriage and my ex-husband was white. He's never called me N-word. He's never used any racial expletive or anything of that nature. So that's why I was really, really surprised and shocked that all of this is coming out from him. I just really did not um, expect that to happen. Uh, but it just goes to show you that racism is something that is that is taught to people. And it's up to you whether you choose to latch on to it or if you choose to... Um, stay in that particular mindset because after a while it becomes choices, you know, but he said that he's never challenged his mother. He's never challenged his father on why they felt that the way that they felt maybe because he feels that, that being uh, um, prejudiced against black people is okay. He talked about, you know, people in the black lives matter, uh, movement and, um, you know, talking about black people burning down buildings and, and all that other stuff. And I, I tried to educate him on the history about rioting. And I said, well, well, if truth be told, we talked about this before. First of all, uh, black people are not the only ones that have burned down buildings and this and that. Black people riot for justice. You know, we riot because we see something wrong and there is no change. Martin Luther King said, Riots are the voices of the unheard, you know, so every, uh, I'm sure other races riot as well, but when we riot, it's for justice and it's because we want change. We'll be right back. So when I was ex trying to explain that to him, he, he didn't want to hear it. He was like tuning me out. He didn't really care this and that. He said that Hispanic people are better than black people. And, and I'm like, we're both equal, silly. We're both equal. You know, I, I just, I, I don't know, but that's just where it comes from. And then, you know, he talks about um, his light skin complexion. He was like, he feels that that gives him um, a higher advantage. And he was like, oh, well, it says white on my birth certificate. And I'm like, okay. Um, I don't really know whether, whether to believe that or not, but okay, if that's what you feel. But I said, I'd ask him, I said, well, how would you feel if you were a darker complexion? He was like, no, I wouldn't like that. I was like, why? Do you think that people who are darker skinned are somehow bad or inferior? And I know I wasn't born that way. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just asking a question, you know, just to see how you would feel. But the fact that you say it like that, you know, you basically almost, you know, because he always says, oh, well, I'm light skinned and, and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. He talks about his light complexion all the time. And I'm just like, well, okay, there's, there's people who are darker uh, skinned that are very good looking. So, you know, there's some people who are light skinned and fair skinned that are not uh, attractive either. I mean, it's just, you know, um, um, people who are beautiful or handsome, that doesn't have a color. You know, it doesn't matter. It comes in all colors. You know, beauty comes in all colors and unattractive people would come in different colors as well. So, but he feels that the light skin gives him, you know, leg up. He talks about that a lot. Talks about that quite a bit. So it's really interesting. So moving on, uh, let's talk about the talk again. Oh my God. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Okay. So 
You guys know I have a dog, right? I have an, a South African Mastiff. Okay. My roommate always gets really upset every time I need to do something for my dog. If I have to feed him, if I have to walk him, if I have to, like, take him out for this or let, um, if I have to get his shots or anything that I do. If he wants to lay on the bed or, you know, he always feels so threatened by these things. And I'm like, what is your problem? Like, why is it every time that my dog needs something, you feel so threatened by that? Why? Why are you so mean to a dog? I don't get it. And the the only thing that I could think of is that everything that I'm doing for the dog, he wants to be treated like the dog. He wants to be babied and pampered and cooked and this and that because he constantly says, oh, the dog gets this, the dog gets that, and he eats better, and he does that better, and he, you know, it's just like, really? Is that even, like, does anybody have any answers to that? Is that like, what is, what do you even call that? Is that like some sort of mental disorder or something like that? I've never in my life ever known anybody, any human being to be jealous of a dog. I don't get it, you know, or feel that the dog is getting more attention than you or whatever, whatever, whatever. Or who knows? But, you know, you and I are over, so I don't understand. And and I think that he doesn't want me to move on. He doesn't want me to date anybody else. I, I wanted to bring that point up as well. Um, and he's the kind of person that will try to try to wreck something new if I ever tried to um if a guy ever tried to come near me or was interested in me he would he would not allow that um but you have to because I told you what we were you know and I need you to be happy I need you to go on I set the ground rules and I'm like this is what is what it's going to be because it's like you already have shown who you are toxic bad evil and then he says oh well name one good thing about me you always talk negative about me that's because all the the negative outweigh the positive there's if i can't think of anything that should tell you that that is not good for me it's not good for me you are toxic you know i have to be around positive people people who can uplift me not bring me down you know i, I don't need negativity in my life and if i'm gonna do bad i don't need help you know, I'm not, I can't, you know, the only reason why I'm still hanging out with him is because I feel that if I turn my back on him, something is going to happen to him. I feel responsible for him. I know that he cannot function on his own, you know, and nobody else is going to um, uh, be there for him or, or make sure that he's safe or anything of that nature because he's a detriment to himself, you know, what if he stumbles and falls down and hits his head on the curb and, and bleeds out or something like that? I mean, these are the kind of things that worry me. And I don't want to go to bed at night knowing that I've abandoned someone that needed some, you know, some kind of uh, a help or something, you know. But he is very, very, very vindictive um, and to the point where he will make up something if he has nothing to say or he'll twist the truth or stretch the truth or whatever, whatever, you know, and this is not good for me, but I'm just tired of a lot of things, arguing and a whole bunch of all this stuff. It's like, listen, you know, you, you, you already said what you said about black people and you came clean about that. And I'm sure you're never going to date another black woman or whatever, whatever you go date you a white girl, you go date you a Hispanic girl, but I'm because he said it hit him like Asian women. So, 
you go find whatever it is that you're looking for. And, you know, I'm, I'm really not looking for anybody right now because I, you know, I, I keep talking about this. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. Sound so redundant, but I already told you, I already know I'm, I'm just give me the single life. You know, I, I need time to come down off of all of this, but I need to enjoy my life as well. You know, um, and like I said, if it happens, if Prince Charming happens, it happens. But I don't, I'm not expecting that to happen. Not while this program is uh, maintaining the continuing, the continuum of its existence, you know. But hypothetically speaking, you know, if I were to, to, uh, to date somebody new, like I said, I, they would be the 100% opposite of him. Somebody who's got their shit together, who knows what I'm looking for. We have a lot in common. He doesn't blow up over little things. He doesn't have a short temper. He doesn't get mad because I changed the channel or because the dog wants to go outside or because I want to put pillows on the bed or, or whatever, whatever. You know, it's just that I can't deal with that, you know. And, you know, he deserves to be happy. So go ahead and find whatever it is that you are looking for. You know, this is just a friendship you know, we are friends and that is the extent of the relationship. You know, we are roommates. And I was like, tell your dad, tell your sisters, tell everybody what's going on. Let them know, you know, that I'm going to have my own life now, you know. So just being single and being free and, and, and just, you know, because, you know, I'll probably, it it's going to be a while <laughs> before I date somebody else. I'm pretty, pretty sure about that. I'm hoping that they'll be an animal lover or somebody, somebody who, that I have a lot in common with and, you know, just somebody who's really even tempered and most importantly, somebody that's going to have my back, stand behind me, support me, get me through and through, you know what I'm saying? Just somebody who uh, knows how to be a man because he is definitely, he's more like a little child. He's got this, he's like a little child. That's kind of what he is. So anyway, we'll be right back. more things I wanted to talk about real quick um perpetrators boy they <laughs> oh man all of mine every single one of mine they always nice friendly 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 and then they start to show who they really are after you're talking to them after you got good and comfortable and they after they put them on the persona that they are this wonderful person then you get to really see who they really are up close and personal so as you guys know, I'm planning on moving and all that other stuff, right? And I'm trying to get everything situated. I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that, right? And um, I, I'm very particular about what I'm looking for and what I want. I have a dog, a large one at that. He is not an apartment dog, so I don't think I want to live in an apartment. I need to live in a house. And so working with, you know, some case managers and some people to get set up with housing and possibly uh, get relocated and all that stuff, Um and so I'm working on that to try to get that uh, situated. And um, one of the things I was going to say was like they keep on like playing around, dancing around. And I, I let me just say this. I think that they know what I'm looking for. I'm being very specific about what I want. 
and they're like giving me the runaround and you know the the one of the case managers she's like changes the dates and the times often you know it's like okay I'm gonna meet with you here okay that time comes oh no it's this date or oh it's this time and it you know it's just there's no consistency there and this is what I'm saying the perpetrators do they start off being friendly. They start off being real nice. You talk about how nice they are. And then they're like, okay, well, she thinks that you're her friend. Okay, now you make your move. And now you do something to her that will make her be mad at you. So you, so she'll know that, hey, I'm with them too. You know? And I'm just trying, I'm working on trying to, you know, get my shit together and move forward and, and go on, you know? Because uh, he's trying to like modify places. Oh, let's put this up and, and let's hook this up and this and that. I'm like, boy, why are you so worried about this place? I'm like, leave this place alone. It's like, do that in the new house. I'm not trying to make any adjustments and repairs and modifications. We're not trying to be here. That's the thing. You know, you can do that at the new house. And then he was like, oh, well, it's so funny how they're fixing up fixing the place up right when we're leaving we don't know when we're leaving no we don't know when we're leaving but still I'm ready to go I'm not ready to stay here this is not permanent this was transitional housing temporary it's not we're not going to be here forever you know so the next batch of people can come off the streets and get into get into these uh you know uh this transitional housing it's just silly you know why do you care about this I'm tired of going out side to the bathroom i'm tired of going outside in the cold in the snow taking a shower aren't you tired of that you know he's so conditioned he gets so down and he likes you know he loves his government dependence and i like to stand on my own two feet you know and i haven't been there in a while but i try to do as much as i can for myself before um i i i i rely on somebody else's help you know i don't like that i like being independent I like taking care of things my damn self and not worrying about other folks. You got to think big. You got to think smart. You got to think ahead. You know, just, just God, get out of this. Like, you don't want somebody who's helping you with everything every time you turn around. But I guess he's like that. You know, he would rather, you know, get something for free and have handouts instead of, hey, let me show you what my hard earned money um, has brought me today you know, buy some new clothes or some new shoes or something like that. No, not him. You know, his is a backpack full of beer, you know? And he was like, you know, oh, well, I worked hard for it. I'm like, yeah, but you got cirrhosis of the liver, you know, and, and a, a fatty liver and you're dis destroying your life and you're going to end up taking your own life, uh, with, with this, if you don't stop, if you don't find the help that you need, but you've got to have the willpower. So, but Anyway, we talked about that already, but, uh, yeah, it's just, this is a brand new year. We're going to go, we're already going into February and it's like, it's time to move on. It's time to, time to clean up your act. You know, you got to stop and look at yourself. Think about all this money that you're blowing on this beer. Think about it. Think about the bills and everything that we have to do, have to, but you complain about the phone bill, but you spend more money on beer than anything to support your habit. It's tiring. You ought to be tired of the same old routine, going in and out of detox, not doing nothing with your life. I pay $1,500 for you to get your background clear so you can get a decent job, you know, and you kept saying, oh, I can't work because of my background. And it's like, now you're making me look stupid. That was a friend helping a friend, you know, he paid for me for school um, and everything. 
and I never, I never really throw throw stuff up in his face and said, oh, well, I paid for your background, da, 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 da. But he always talks about what he likes to do because he likes to, he likes to score brownie points. He's, he's got to look good and he, he likes to, uh, to showboat and, and show off in front of people. He loves to talk about what he, he's done for somebody, but he never, ever talks about what the other person has done for him, you know? So that's not okay. At any rate, I guess he's got to do what he's got to do and feel whatever he's got to feel. And, you know, there's a life out there somewhere and I'm going to have me a hunk of it one day. I'm Sierra Tavares-Reyes. Have a good night. The Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? Then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.